Are we officially uh, on again? What is this thing in my face? It's like a bicycle. We just get back on. The, the collective opening sigh. The collective we're back opening sigh. It's been, you know, I don't think I realized how long it had been. I think I just happened to look up our podcast and I was like, when did we put the last one out? And now that I say that, I can't remember what the exact date was, but it's been like a, a month. It's been like over a month at this point. Oh, I could not bring myself to check. Yeah. <laughs> Josh I'm asked sorry. how long it had been. I'm like, I don't know. Girl, don't be sorry. No. But I would like for you to explain yourself. I'm just kidding. Um, but I'll I will. explain myself. Well, yeah. we probably should do that thing that people do at the beginning of podcasts where we say who we are. That's a good point. We should, we already forgot what we, we do. Yeah. We should consider it. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Brittany. And this is What the Hell, episode 29. That's right. You know, we've been gone for a little while, longer than we want, like to admit, and longer than we ever planned on being since we were like, we're going to do this no matter what happens. And yet <laughs> 2020 just was like, really? You think, you think you're going to just always try me, doing bitch. this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I was looking for the right term and I'm like, I, I don't know. I got you. Um, it's been, we, we've said that a million times in this podcast this year. It's been a year. It's been a month. It's been a week. But Basically, what happened in my world, to just be quite frank, is um, Curtis's grandma passed away. She did get COVID. She was very old, um, but it took her, and she was the third family member that we have lost this year, not from COVID, but from various other things. And it just was like the nail in the coffin for uh, for me at that moment of just like, it was just too much. It was just like... He went back home, or he went to, to the funeral. I became full-time mom again, plus working yeah. a full-time job, plus also doing real estate, which also has become more, more full-time. <laughs> just There was just too many things going on, and I love yeah. doing this. I love doing the podcast, so it's made me very sad to not do it, but I also have never wanted it to feel like a chore or to do something and then not feeling it and I just was like had nothing left in me yeah and I think that's the biggest thing is like you can only for both of us come on so much and like we're never faking it on here so when you're in a in a place that's really low you know yeah that would is what would be shared is the really really low and we're you know we're gonna talk about the real stuff always but we're also not here to like Let's drag the world down with us. And we have been down. We've been really down for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So that being the case, we just had to go down for a minute and just like be people existing in the world. Yeah. But we have missed this. We always miss it. Like anytime we're, I miss it on our off week when we're consistently every two weeks. I miss it on the week in between, you know? I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I've missed like it was always a designated time to get on and like FaceTime with you. And I I definitely felt that even in the last month of like not just getting on just to like chat because life was like from sun up to sundown, just nonstop and you know, feeling a little bit like panicky, like you can't breathe from just too many things. And I am a people pleaser and perfectionist. So 
it took a lot in me and Tiffany was very gracious to just be like, it's okay. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, it's not okay, but okay. Oh, totally. (laughs) Brittany is the type of person where like she, not only does she not let people down, but like she, you also think you're letting people down when you're not sometimes where I'm like, no, you're like my best friend. I want you to take care of yourself. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be all right. (laughs) I know. I'm, I'm not upset. And in in fact, like sometimes I want to tell you like with things, I want to be like, Brittany, give yourself a break, you know, know. (laughs) because you were like, do it more often. Just I will. You are so hard. Well, if that that, that's how it's going to be, Brittany, turn off your podcast recording equipment right now. (laughs) We are done. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Obviously, I'm just kidding. You know, like the sign of a bad joke is when you have to tell someone you're just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you have to explain it was a joke, it wasn't very funny. No, that's not true. But I hear what you're saying. I think it might be but, true. But uh, how how have you been? You tell me about what's oh, been going on man. with you the last month. Well, I have not dealt with as much honest to goodness like tragedy as you have this year. Um, mine was like top heavy with Gilligan and everything. But like emotionally since then, I've just been like a wreck. And I have taken on additional work, like another job um, because of the pandemic. And I am loving it. I am loving it. I'm loving like being creative and doing something different. But I also need an assistant. And I'm Mm -hmm. a little overwhelmed at the moment, which is the nature of the hustle sometimes. Um, So I'm just feeling, to be quite honest, very out of balance as a human right now because we don't have any of the normal outlets that we have in life. Even when, you know, we have like artificial ones and it's not artificial. Last night, guys, Brittany and I were going to record and instead we just FaceTimed for like three and a half hours. And there's nothing artificial about that, but it's not the same as being in the room with you and getting to like hug your people, you know? Yeah. So even though that's so helpful and I'm so glad and we had the best time, like (laughs) there's still like just something like a 10% or something missing that your soul needs. Yeah. And I'm really missing that. So I've been very out of balance. You kind of feel depleted like all the time. Like just even when you think you kind of get filled up, it's like you're still always like driving a car at like a fourth full or even like half, but never like in a comfortable spot. I feel like, okay, so in my car I have an econ button, an economy button. So like whenever you use the econ button, use less gasoline, but it also makes the car like, it feels like it's working really hard because all this stuff in it shut down. Yeah. That's how it feels. Like I'm running on an econ button. It's again, that thing where you can't complain too much because like we're healthy and alive and all these things. There's a lot of people around us who have not been healthy and alive, um, or may not be in that is devastating and sad. So, I don't even know what point I'm trying to get at, except um, here we are. I will say, I will say, Mm -hmm. I am so glad that election week is over. Oh, praise the the universe. I don't, I was (laughs) going to say praise Jesus, but you know. PTL. PTL, because like, (laughs) I think that also that week, there was just like, we could feel it in the house, but I feel like you could just feel it through the screen through yes. the whole city like just this anxiety that was just sitting yeah with this indecision you know honestly we will talk about how we feel about how it turned out but even regardless of what side you were on during the time I'm sure everybody was feeling it across the board at this just oh, yeah monumental election I had way more anxiety about it than I expected to yes. because 
I'm not, well, I want to, I'm sitting over here saying I want to be like, or I'm not an anxious person and yet I'm on Prozac. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I, as a, as a human being, I'm not really a super anxious person. Um, during COVID times I am, but during that week I had way more anxiety than I expected. Yeah, I felt and I think the same it was way. just the unknown. Yeah, yeah, because the division and the divisiveness in the country is so palpable. I was more concerned about it going the way I wanted it to than going the way I didn't want it to because I'm like afraid of the other. That's exactly side. how I felt too. I was like initial anxiety, like I don't know. I guess we could just kind of talk about how we wanted it to feel. And the thing yeah. is, this is our podcast, so <laughs> it's okay if you disagree with us and. Again, I'm going to preface it since we haven't in a while, but, like, we don't mean to be offensive if it does come across offensive. So it's just our honest opinions. And honestly, my political beliefs have changed vastly over the years. This is where we are now. Ask us in 10 years. I don't know if it'll be different, but this is where we are now. And, you know, I went into the election fully not – I was hoping Trump would not win, but I actually – expected him to I had kind of already like expected I think because 2016 was so shocking I was just like you know what I think Biden has a shot but like Trump's gonna win and so I just didn't even let myself get excited about the idea that like he may not win and and then that night we're all watching it and I'm like okay I went to bed going no like I I even some people were like oh I went to bed super positive and I was like no He's got too big of a a big of a gap. It's too. And then like when I woke up the next morning and then for the next several days, it was just like now this anxiety of, oh, my gosh, it could happen. Sort of excited, but then also like, oh, my God, what happens if he does win? Is this going to be like crazy? Um, I know. It was just like a lot. (laughs) Like a like new civil war or something is like what I was afraid of, which I guess is maybe a little dramatic. And you know what was funny about it, though? is that I almost expected, like, raging in the streets and, you know, that sad, sad story from a few months ago where, like, that 17-year-old young white man went out into the streets and was trying to do some, like, I don't know, militia behaviors, and now he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life for murder. Thankfully, I'm so glad he got arrested. But I was expecting, like, a lot of that, and it was very interesting. It was almost like the eye of a storm because everything got real quiet on the other side around me real quiet like real you know everybody's posting everything nonstop, basically for a year and then you know on Tuesday well no it would have been Wednesday Thursday Friday it got really really quiet yeah I noticed that too yeah I I guess part of me I expected there to be some kind of rioting or stuff too I to be honest I'm still a little worried at how quiet it's been. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you get on TikTok or wherever, you'll you'll hear, p- hear people say, you know, we think that because we're being very dramatic or whatever. But, like, honestly, the way people talk, it, and, yeah, it's extremes on both sides. But it is a little scary sometimes what it sounds like people are willing to do because they're passionate about who they believe in, and I get that. Yeah. Um, so there's a part of me that's like, is it just quiet because it's still coming? Or is it quiet because people are like, wow, okay, we weren't expecting that. We were so confident that it wasn't going to go that way. I mean, well, to be fair, at the time of this recording that we're doing right now, Donald Trump still has not conceded. Yes. Not that you have to want somebody. He's not going to concede. (laughs) Right. 
That's he's a good never, point. I mean, he's probably never going to. So no. he, he doesn't have to concede to be the loser. <laughs> but <laughs> he's still, you know, like even today is tweeting just wild allegations that are completely unfounded about voter fraud. And anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe something nuts is still coming. I really hope not. I hope that people can just like take a step back and maybe a veil is coming off their eyes to some extent that like they were way too aggressive. Yeah. And hey, I will say also from my side, Biden was would not have been my first choice Hell for nah. president. Hell um, nah. But, uh, you know, like I've seen many analogies. You just you get on the bus that's going closest to the direction that you're heading in and hope that it gets us a little closer to where we'd like to be. May not Absolutely. be exactly the direction we wanted to go, but it's it in the general direction. So Absolutely. and and honestly, like. I've actually seen a lot of people while listening to the election coverage, I would go, was going back and forth between CNN and Fox and like so curious about both sides the whole time. And it was so interesting hearing so many reporters, correspondents from Fox as Trump was just spouting so much stuff on Twitter that was just like ridiculous kind of putting or not even the stuff on Twitter well there's stuff on the Twitter on on the Twitter on Twitter Twitter. (laughs) um and but in that first speech that he gave that was just kind of like talking about how it's all these that were cheating and all this stuff I'm like we all we all get to vote that's just how it works in Mm -hmm. America and so you know you're gonna just have to face the music that no I don't think like millions of people I don't think there was like millions of voter fraud like people just voted and and showed up and mailed in their ballots and that's not against the law and well one of my favorite things I saw was like one uh precinct or whatever was like shouting uh and and it was republican voters clearly based on their paraphernalia and regalia they were shouting in one place count the votes count the votes and then like the same group of people in another city or precinct or whatever is shouting stop the count stop the count i'm like which is it people like which do you want i know that's the part that's just like i I, yeah and and again not and i think what i loved about biden's speech like the night that he you know, came out and kind of was like more officially announced. His message overall is just more about unity. And that's the part that's just like so refreshing to hear, regardless of how what you believe about his politics. And, and I'm not trying to dismiss any of that, but just, I don't know, it's just refreshing to hear any message of positivity and not something that's like immediately pinning us against one another if we don't believe exactly the same so absolutely it was so refreshing to hear and I think too like you said earlier I I didn't vote in the primaries for Joe Biden he was not even like my top five choices but at the end of the day voting my vote for Joe Biden is a vote for decency it's a vote for the marginalized of our country and it was a vote for Kamala Harris as far as a hundred percent yeah like that's what I was voting for and not just those three things but like those three things are kind of broad other than well Kamala yeah no that's broad too like she represents something that no woman has ever done as a whole being white middle class whatever person in America most federal laws most of them don't affect me most of Mm. them don't it's local government things that affect us. Can you give like an example of what you mean by saying that? Well, I mean things, for instance, like m- m- a lot of people I know still 30, 
40 plus years later vote on like abortion rights. They're still voting on just that. And I'm like, it's not going to be turned over tomorrow in the Supreme Court. So you voting for a president who has that same belief structure as you doesn't affect us. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? As a whole. Yes, yeah. I understand you can like. I mean, I felt. Yeah, and all stuff. Yeah. yeah. But like, unfortunately, and this is on the flip side of what I would like to happen. Unfortunately, gun laws and restrictions are not changing anytime soon. I sure wish they would, but they're not. So guess what? Your vote for the person in the White House who believes the same way as you do, no matter what side you're on, doesn't really affect you. But that's what you're voting on. Yeah. So that's just one example. But I was way more emotional about the election than I thought I would be. I had more anxiety the week of before it was announced. And then I was way I had way more pride about a female vice president than I ever expected. Yeah, I don't think I'd fully processed that, which is sounds probably weird to say, because I think so many people were like, this is what was so exciting about this election. And I was very aware of it. But I think I just was so convinced it wasn't going to happen that I hadn't even processed what that would actually mean for her mm-hmm. to be, you know, become vice president of the United States and like just what that means for our country for like not even Republican Democrat, just as a woman breaking that glass ceiling, going into position that's never happened before. And then it's like not only is she a woman, but then, you know, you look at her heritage, her background and how diverse of a candidate she is compared to everyone that has come before her. I love seeing that little, like, thing made of emojis where it's, like, white male, white male, white male, white male. Oh, that was amazing. And then it's just, like, you know, Kamala. I hadn't processed it until I kind of saw my daughter sitting, watching, and listening to her. And, like, realizing that she's going to grow up in a world where, like, this is the norm. Like, she's only nine. And so I keep, you know, I remember all of her growing up. But when she's older, she's not going to remember a lot of these years. And... It's going to be a normal thing that she grew up with a woman president or totally maybe a woman president one day, but right now a woman vice president and just like what that means for our future and the future of female, uh, females everywhere. Cause I think it not only breaks the glass ceiling for that in politics and for our country, but also just, you know, for careers, for people, it just, it sets a precedent that hasn't been set before. Right, and legitimizes women in power, you know, and it's not about the power. We are, Like, I feel like we have to remember, like, all the time, it is a powerful position, obviously, but, like, they work for us. So legitimizing the voice of a woman in such a position of public service, you know? Yeah. What she does matters for all of us. Like, I'm just, what I'm saying is, like, she's essentially, like, she's, a pundit essentially she's a she's an op-ed <laughs> writer at all times she's like a masthead and women's voices in that position matter that's yeah. what's exciting it's exciting and you know when we were growing up at, at least well when I was growing up let me speak for myself um you know <laughs> I didn't grow up in a wildly male-centric church women mm-hmm. were allowed to do a lot a lot yeah and as I got older, women, it even became like, oh, women can get ordained. My mom got ordained when I was in high school. It was really cool. She, like, studied for weeks and months and had to do these amazing, like, oral, like, tests and all this stuff. It was really cool. So I didn't grow up in a church where women had no voice. Certainly not. But it was always understood still, 
still men are the head of the household. Mm-hmm. Men are primarily the ones anointed by God. Not that women can't be used by God, but men are in leadership. Yeah. And so it never, this almost makes me sad, but it's only been recently in the last like four to five years that it's even really bothered me that we have never had a female vice president, a female president, somebody at that level. It's never completely really bothered me because somewhere deep in my psyche, I still believe, well, men are the leaders, men are the leaders. And that is a product of my Christian upbringing and evangelical upbringing and a whole lot of stuff in the Bible, you know? Yeah. So when this happened, I was like, it took me a minute. It was later in the day after it had been announced. And I had a moment. I was just kind of in my bedroom doing around like folding clothes or something. You know what women do. And (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of had this moment where I was like, oh, oh, we have a female vice president. Yeah. I should be freaking pumped about this. And then I was. (laughs) You're like, Josh, you come do this laundry. I'm done. (laughs) That's right. Don't you know women can be vice presidents and we don't have to do laundry. (laughs) Yeah. I I got really pumped and it was kind of a delayed onset (laughs) like feeling. Yeah. No, I feel the same. I mean, 100% am with you on everything that you stated about growing up and yeah, I mean, we had women in leadership, so I I would never say that, like, it was not allowed. I remember going to a church when in, I was in college where they did kind of say things like, you know, women couldn't be, like, the lead pastor, and right. that sort of thing has changed. But, I, I mean, I remember telling people things coming out of my mouth, even back when Hillary uh, and Barack were, like, in the primaries against each other, and... Literally saying words like being hesitant about whether she might be too emotional. Like those kinds of words probably came out of my mouth at that time. And now I'm like, what was wrong with me? Like that's, and also like, sure, have somebody that has some, some empathy versus like, I don't know. I don't need to go down all of that, but it was just like seen as such a neg, in my mind as like this thing that was like, well, I don't know. They're, you know, I'm not saying anybody said these words, but almost like, you know, they're kind of hormonal. Right. I don't know if they should be making decisions about the nation because of that. And it's like my mind has also shifted a lot over the last, I'd say, five yeah. years as well. And just even things that like I did believe uh, on, like kind of on the outside, but still was wrestling with getting rid of some of that on the inside. Oh, yeah. And I don't think so, I'm done. I think I still struggle with some of yeah. it because it's not um, something I learned I didn't, I was not raised to think that way. I wasn't, and I wasn't, and again, once again, I was raised to believe, like, go for my dreams, you know, do what you want to do, like, you're smart, all these different things, but just still that thing, even when I was married, it's like, no, like, the man is the the spiritual leader, and the man is the head of the household, and even though I'm pursuing my own stuff, that was still, like, the belief system, so I don't think I've shed all of it. I think I still have thoughts like that sometimes. Yeah. You know, oh, I think when I'm yeah. doubting myself at work, it's because, you know, I'm, am I just being hormonal or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, exactly what you just said. You know what? God bless the hormones. Yeah. You're like, would a man <laughs> ever think that or question himself? Like, exactly. I mean, that's also generalizing, but I'm just saying like, in general, that seems to be a thing us women do. And I'm overthinking, you know, we were talking before we started recording yeah. and I'm overthinking everything because I want to make sure everything's okay and that I didn't offend. And it's like, 
dear lord if we spent half the time not doing that we'd be even more productive and like men will never have another chance to rule the world that's just all i'm saying like let us loose (laughs) let us loose (laughs) i love that that's amazing but i also totally respect men this is yeah (laughs) yes oh my gosh that moment so it's just been it's a huge thing i'm so excited about the future um you know, if you get on Facebook, I know there's all kinds of things people feel about her on the other side. And I get it. If, if you're voting on a certain direction for certain things like abortion, all that kind of stuff, I understand why you might not like her. I just hope that people who don't like some of the things that she does or believes can also look outside of that for a moment and just realize how monumental this is just as her being a woman in all by itself, the position she's in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All by itself. It's amazing. It's exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. <laughs> I'm stoked. And you know what else I'm stoked about? I think that this is going to mean a lot more Maya Rudolph on SNL for the next four years. And <laughs> I, I think it. I think she is so underrated. Like, I think – and people love her. But rarely do people go, oh, my favorite person on SNL ever was Maya Rudolph. It's always somebody else. Yeah. No. Maya She's Rudolph amazing. is incredible. She's so yeah. good. And I'm so yeah. happy that she <laughs> has been coming on and doing that. I will say Jim Carrey's Joe Biden, not that amazing. Love you, Jim. I haven't seen that. I need to go. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, Josh thinks it's hysterical, but I think it's more just because it's Jim Carrey that he like cracks yeah. him up so much. But it, it, it is funny, but it's just not a very good impression of Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, there was, uh, I don't know her name, so I shouldn't even tell this, but who's the blonde, the really famous blonde one that does like a million impressions of everyone right now? Did the Rudy Giuliani one? Yes. Yeah. She is just like, oh my gosh, just incredible. She's so like The whole four seasons landscaping thing. I mean, what the hell was that? That was hilarious. The (laughs) best thing ever. Um, Quick little side note, sidebar about Kate McKinnon is pre-pandemic. She was in LA for something. I have no idea what. And I almost ran her over in front of the Laugh Factory on Sunset. I forgot about, I remember you saying you saw her. That's crazy. I about died. I just wanted to like, (laughs) why are you here? What are you doing in LA? But it was right in front of the Laugh Factory. So that even like, I, I didn't second guess myself except for the fact that I know she lives in New York. But I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm in front of the Laugh Factory. It's definitely her. She yeah, clearly was yeah. there with some. Anyway, she's alive. Oh. I didn't kill her. Remember those days when people ran across the street to go to a comedy club? Yeah. Pre-pandemic. Uh, pre-pandemic. I haven't laughed in 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even born 35 years ago. That's how you know it's bad. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. Well, speaking so, of other, uh, oh, I was gonna. No, gonna yeah, go you for took it? the words out of my mouth. I was gonna say, speaking of other like monumental things that are going on in the world, have you been watching The Bachelorette? <laughs> I have. I was gonna say, speaking of women who do let you down, have you been watching oh. The Bachelorette? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yours is way better. No, I uh, have yes. been. I have been. I caught up just for you. I caught up for you, guys. It's. You know, I, I, I'm going to feel bad because we were just like, women empowerment. Oh, my but gosh. But now let's get and real. Then, yeah. Because, like, Claire should never have been the, the Bachelorette. And I didn't feel that way until I watched it. I was a little skeptical of her. I wasn't excited about Claire. But I was like, let's see. Let's give her a chance. And, like, it was not good. It's not been good. I mean, if <laughs> we're not – at this point, if you've not watched anything, you're going to get some spoilers right now. But – like girlfriend honed in on the boy so fast she's everybody off she, she's yeah. nuts 
I don't understand how she passed Psych to get on the show. Because you know on that side with casting. Yes. I was going to say, you should explain. Say, yeah. In reality TV, um, depending on the type of show, especially a show like this, though, you have to do a psychiatric evaluation where they literally, like, test you and make sure you're not crazy. And <laughs> I don't, and this sounds terrible, and this is so the opposite of everything we just said about women and emotions and whatever, but it's true. <laughs> I don't know how she passed psych. Because she mm. is, like, stage four clinger. I I don't know the history of her relationship, so she's probably done this with every relationship she's ever been in. The issue with her is I can relate so much to so many of her feelings, especially trauma from relationships. I get it. But you know who yeah. you talk to about that shit? You talk to your therapist and your best friends. <laughs> you don't <laughs> talk to the men boy. in the <laughs> Exactly. You don't talk to people about it on first dates. I understand it's sped up, blah, blah, blah. But it's like your first date. They got engaged after two weeks. It's absurd, but Dale is hot. What do you think? Well, yes. And I was going <laughs> to say, I'm like, and she did. So you're, you're caught up and you heard the interview and everything. Yes, I saw that. She's nuts, man. She's nuts. I feel like she, because they had the time, so basically, you know, this was all set up and then the pandemic happened and they had to like figure out a way to do it. So she said in the interview that she had to basically, you'd have time to Google everybody anyways, if you knew who was coming on the show, but like she had extra time to basically like, I don't want to say she stalked anybody, but like in the sense that when we would say like your Facebook stalking, like you're just like checking everybody out like crazy. And I feel like she already made up her mind about everybody before she they even came. And so yeah. Dale, you know, he's definitely the hottest one there. Like, who's not going to want him when he walks in? And then on top of that, he yeah. seems like a genuinely great guy. So, like, he I don't totally fault her does. for that. You know, it was just, like, tunnel vision. Like, yes. the fact when that he... she was like, I just met my husband. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was, like, so planned. She's been planning to say it since she fell in love with him on Instagram. That's how, yes, that's how it seemed. And like part of me, initially, I didn't believe. So the week before, uh, there was all this skepticism of whether they talked online and like all this stuff. And maybe they're still lying. But like, honestly, there's a part of me that totally does believe it after hearing them in in, uh, the interview where I was like, no, it just sounds like a crazy thing where she was just locked on to him. And I believe them now too, but I think that it was from stalking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Because she, when he got out of the car, she was excited that he got out of the car. Not a man who looks as gorgeous as he does got out of the car. She was excited that that man named Dale, who she knows, you know, his third cousin's middle name. She was excited he got out because she had dreamt up in her brain. This is my man. Yeah. 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 It it was just, I mean, it's been entertaining. It's kind of been a shit show, but... I like, I like, so the, I don't remember if it was the first, I'm guessing it was the second episode. There was a part of me that was like, oh, I kind of like, you know, they talked, there was the one dude, I, I haven't remembered anybody's names this season because it's just all been about Dale, but yeah. it was the guy that she took on the date where they like basically talked about all their feelings and kind of he opened up and stuff. And right. part of me was like, okay, at least it's not, well, we went from like the very uh, naked uh, dodgeball to like a very emotional date which is very Bachelor. But I was like, okay, may- maybe there's going to be something to this. And then it just like, no. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, they were all zoned in. and Totally. And the thing yeah. about that, because um, I, th- I like that date too, except I was watching it in there and Josh like likes to come in and out, pretend he's not catching a glance and watching a little <laughs> bit. But he came in and I said, the problem with this date right now is she has instantly 
friend zoned herself not even him she friend zoned mm. herself against him in that date because she went so deep so fast like unnaturally yeah, i deep. can see that like unnaturally yeah, yeah. like you can go pretty deep on a first date but like it was weird it was like let's write out stuff and burn it and like that's what i do with my friends on like new year's like my best yeah. soul people in the world like i'm not doing that with a person i just met it was too weird i they agree were side hugging too much yeah yeah they were side hugging it was like forced intimacy and it meant something to him because he never done anything like that but for her that's just a tuesday like she's working on this totally. stuff every damn day on her own you you know that that's yeah. true she's journaling yeah. and all the stuff no i i agree so it was it's just been you know i i wish dale and claire the best like yeah. truly and maybe this was the crazy thing that ends up working out for her uh but yeah Yeah. it's been real wild dale is literally stunning but next to dale i just have to find out i know you might not know everybody's names i don't either but there's one other guy that i'm like embarrassed that i think he's so cute who i'm embarrassed okay kenny he's the boy band manager oh i think he's cute too (laughs) i think he's so hot curtis and i talked about him he so i know exactly who you're talking about because i it's like the only other one i've noticed yes I think that he is, like, a hit and miss on, depending on, like, what he's wearing. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Don't get me wrong. And I do like his personality so far. So, I'm like, if he was even a little bit douchey, then I'd be like, no. And that would right, take away from the Right, but he doesn't come off look. really douchey. Yeah. And so, like, he's growing on me even more because he's, like, coming off in a, in a good way. Uh, but, right. yeah, I like I've noticed him, too. I like yeah. him and I like Easy. I, think- I love Easy. I love Easy, too. He just seems, like, so joyful to be around, and I love that. Yeah. So there's some good ones for Tasha. Tasha is the best Bachelorette, I think. I think she's great. I So I was never a Tasha fan when she was on the show. I didn't dislike her, but I just thought she – there's something about her on her previous seasons. I'm not saying I have seen it yet on this, where it almost feels a little bit, like, performance that's I, not a word yes, I'm just I know what you up, mean. but like she's seemed that way in past seasons I don't feel it this yeah. time either I was surprised I liked her yeah it was almost like she's just overthinking everything before it comes out of her mouth and not feeling as natural but I I've liked what I've seen so far so yeah I hate that they're replaying that stupid swimsuit shot over and over again I like know. oh my god how many times are you need to get out of the pool <laughs> I mean it's the same shot but I'm saying replay that no it's um, so true also why the hell did they bring four guys in? Like, was it just to make 20? Like, why did they only bring four? Like, I would have been okay with, like, even six. It's I like, know. let's bring in another half dozen. But, like, I kept expecting four? that, too. <laughs> I kept expecting that, too. And I also wish that they had re-met her. Like, I wish yeah. that you had had the moment of each of them meeting her individually. I understand that it creates True. more drama and they probably didn't have the time. But I'm also like, no, that's what every bachelorette or bachelor gets is to meet them all individually and have that moment. And... Yeah. You're not I thought they were going to do that. Me too. I thought they were. Yeah. I And then I, you know, I told Curtis, I'm like, I bet you, I don't know why it was only four, if it's like a COVID thing or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure they needed to also bring in some fresh blood, which is what they did, some fresh meat to stir up the the house since everybody's like all bro-y at this right. point. I do think the guy's really cute that like all the guys didn't like. I can't remember his name with the oh, blue eyes. Oh, he is super cute, but I like yeah. couldn't, I think I zoned out or something. I was doing something while I was watching and I kind of missed why they all hate him. Well, he came in. And he took her right away, right? Is what it was? Well, that, that made it worse. But when he came in from the limo, which this rubbed me the wrong way too, basically the guys were like, 
asking him a couple questions and he wouldn't answer them so he was like i mean he was trying to be almost cutesy about it but it came off very like really dude you're gonna like the guys were like well how many guys are are in there and he was like oh yeah i guess we'll just have to see that like those kind of answers and then everybody was just like okay you know he's gonna be a villain liked him that's exactly what i thought too i'm like and she seems to like him a lot so i'm like yeah but he's he's cute because they didn't really have one. Even Dale didn't even really get completely villainized. He was out of the show too soon. He was proposing too soon. My Like, it needs to be a meme of Chris Harrison telling Dale that she's expecting a proposal. I've never seen less joy in my entire life. On his face. Yeah, like less happiness. He didn't even smile, no twinkle in his eye, nothing. It was just like, am I going to do this? Am I? Yeah. And then he did Did it. you notice, did you notice, Um, I was texting with us with some of my work friends. So it, it would have been... Was it last? Yeah. Last episode was when they sat down and talked with Chris. Yeah. yeah. In the middle of it. Like Chris Harrison, like make a better attempt to seem like you were happy for this couple in any way whatsoever. He was just like sitting there like so skeptical, like the fakest smile of happiness. Like it just seemed uncomfortable. Like he really something happened with Claire. I, I, it seemed like obviously there was drama, but it feels like, oh, there was like some real stuff that. Yeah. Maybe it was really annoying. Maybe like the scrambling, like it's good for ratings, but maybe the scrambling of everything they had to do to make this work really did piss some people off. That's what it just felt like. And he's been doing it for a long time. Maybe he's over the show, but like he usually does a little bit better job of being like, yeah, you guys look happy. And like, I feel like his eyebrows were just furrowed the whole time. Yeah. And I don't know how it was edited, but it was, it was like, she's crying about how happy she is and about how her dad would be so happy for her. And then he's like, cool. So <laughs> did you guys actually uh, talk before the show? Were you lying? It's like, totally. and I don't know how that came off, but it was just very like, okay, Chris. No, that's I, so, I mean, that's we so all funny. feel that way. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't even really completely put my finger on that, but I love like Claire railroaded everything Dale had to say. I'm like, you're a freaking disaster. She's a disaster. I, I know. I wish them the I best know. too, but this ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I know I but I feel I feel torn to be honest I feel like it's one of those ones where it seems so obvious that it's gonna fail but then I'm like maybe they are the ones that somehow it weirdly works out I don't know I know also I'm so sad we've not talked about it even though it happened a little while ago but like Ashley and JP I know I'm so sad I am so yeah. sad about that. If you guys have been Bachelor Nation people for a long time, you know Ashley is like one of the early Bachelorettes, and JP was like Britney's favorite of all time. He and just been had the kids. twinkling eyes, and like just, you just knew he was like in love with her the moment that, I don't know, yeah. it was like a love at first sight kind of thing too. It Anyways. was. I know. It is sad. Nothing lasts forever. <laughs> Not even <laughs> thanks, those thanks diamonds. For, thanks for that, Tiffany. <laughs> Well, I didn't necessarily mean marriages, but like most things, even yeah. marriage that sur- survives, like you're gonna die. So, <laughs> so optimistic. So, wow, we've really gone through like the full circles of the most important things in life right now, which are COVID, COVID, <laughs> the election, Bachelorette. and Bachelorette. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I will say today, here's my other side yet. Like, yes, I watched The Bachelorette. I also tried like six times today to buy a PS5, but there that wasn't happening. So yeah, um, the site crashed many, many times, and I don't need one today. But we were just we had been talking about getting one, and it's not happening because yeah, you know it's okay. You could go to Burger King and win one. Did you see that? 
No. Like, but I mean, I love just, me Burger King, yeah, so I'm sold. Like, <laughs> random orders. You like go through the drive through and like random people are wanting PS5s today. Mm. Ooh. I know. We watch the Great British British Baking Show constantly. Oh, I need to watch it still. I haven't seen obsessed. it. And we're so dumb. We're watching it backwards. We watched the most current season and now we're like, oh. we started, it's in season eight and now we're in season four and we've been watching them all backwards. <laughs> But it's, is it like, it's like a one season competition or is it like every yeah. episode is a competition? No, every episode it's like ongoing. It's like American Idol where you get used to these same people. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. It is so good. I've and here's the things. thing. Do you remember in like 2008, this really famous, it was back when like we would just like watch viral videos all the time. So now it's like memes and it's TikToks and all these different things. But viral videos used to be the thing that like we would share with friends and there was one from England, and it was just, like, weird humor from 2008 called Old Greg. Oh, this it's sounds a very man. familiar. He's like a merman, and a man is fishing on a lake, and he catches this magical merman, Old Greg. Yes, yes. Oh, Greg, you want some Baileys? <laughs> um, it is so funny, and I went to, like, so there's been several hosts over the years of the Great British Baking Show, but um, the one that's on currently and has been on for a few seasons, his name is Noel Fielding. He is mm-hmm. a comedian and an artist, and I was just like, I'm going to follow him because he's so funny, and he makes me laugh so much. And his <laughs> Instagram bio is a million followers. It says, old greg mother liquor and i was like oh that's funny he referenced <laughs> old greg i was like it's funny and then it clicked the that great british baking show guy is old greg the merman oh my gosh that's amazing i okay. know i, I definitely have to check it out in a really long way i apologize but it's so no. funny and i just remember <laughs> so he like i oh, just watch it we'll link to it okay because it's so freaking funny but it's also like josh watched it and it like wasn't that funny to him even though he loves noel fielding too but then like the next day he was quoting it so it's, that's how oh, it is interesting it seeps yeah. in it's it may not yeah. be that funny to you in the moment but later <laughs> you're gonna be like quoting old greg yeah no that yeah. makes sense it's great i have to look that up it's been too long Yes, I'll, I'll send it to you. So you have to watch The Great British Baking Show. It is the best nighttime easing down, watching something that's completely inconsequential, and it just makes you smile all the time. Yeah. I'm going to learn to make macarons because of it. I bought all the stuff. Oh, really? Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, I have, okay, I have one other little piece of news, and then I know we can wrap up. It's not, it's not that exciting or important, but when you said I got all the things to make stuff, my kids have been playing a game that if, I don't know who would know what this is, but it's called Among Us. It's like very huge right now among all the kiddos and lots of different people. And my son finds all these tutorials for different things they want to do, science experiments, things like that. And they know I know how to crochet. And so he found this tutorial for these little Among Us characters. They're, They're basically just like, it's almost like an arch. I'm recording, Betty. Hi. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like an arch actually Beckett can you bring the little the little guy so I can show Tiffany okay but basically I crocheted him a little among us little stuffed animal Cute. thing and he thought it was the coolest thing and I was like look at this look at this mother you know I fail at a lot of things and I'm <laughs> stressed out a lot of times but every once so in a while excited? I have a win yeah here this is what it looks like it's Cute. a little and then it oh has a little gosh. backpack <laughs> It's adorable. But they all, 
This is his little mask, and they, like, walk around. Anyways, it's, like, very simple, but... I'm so impressed. I was proud of myself. He needs a buddy. Do they have other ones? I want, like, a family I'm of making them. Nadia a one a different color, and then I'm going to make them... They, ha- they always have, like, little pets, and so I'm going to make little ones, too, for them, because, you know, I'm trying to be a good mother. You are killing so. it. <laughs> guys, guys, she produces TV shows. She sells houses. <laughs> she crochets pop culture. What can't you do? That's so cute. You just follow tutorials, guys. That's all That's all I do. If I want to learn something, you want to be a story producer, go learn yeah. how, Avid. Go learn how to edit online. You can figure it out. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Women can and do it. And one day, now. you can be a vice president. So, or, one day you know you what? Can... A president. <laughs> one day, you can be the second most powerful person in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. But you no, know what hilarious. I mean. <laughs> oh my gosh well listen i'm really happy that we're back um we can't promise anything regular in life clearly but we will get back on a routine because yes. we missed you guys and some of y'all were so sweet by the way like you dm'd us and reached out and yeah. let us know you know that you were excited for when we do come back and so today's that day yeah and we have lots of stuff on our list of topics that we do want to talk about so our hope is to get to some kind of semi-regular schedule. I mean, I'd love yeah. for it to be how it was, and that's the goal. So hopefully we can make that happen, even going into the holidays. We'll, we'll figure something out. For you'll, sure. You'll hear from us at some point in the near fu- future. Yeah. So. We for sure got to talk in the holidays about, like, how we were raised with Christmas, but also just, like, our happiest Christmas memories. Because I have so many. Yeah. Like, I didn't have – I know you guys know. I didn't believe in Santa. I wasn't allowed to. But I still have really happy Christmas memories as a kid. Yeah. Oh, same. Same. Yeah. So we got to talk about all that. I got to figure out how to have some this year because I'm depressed. It's going to be a weird year. <laughs> I think we're going to put up our, our lights here pretty soon and maybe even the tree pretty soon just because why not? Oh, that's so wild. I just feel honestly like Christmas was three months ago. I know. But it's like I did I, I did really like seeing all the Halloween decorations. Like it gave me some sort of little joy to see some kind of celebration of <laughs> Of the dead yeah. or of uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think just anything that you can find some some fun, some joy, some celebration, like you got to do it. For sure. Let us know something that we should know about that's bringing you joy. And <laughs> that would be nice. We should spread more of that, I believe. Yes. Well, this has been fun and we will see you hopefully in a couple weeks. Yeah. So. But don't hold us to it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll be back when we want. Um, yeah, we're so happy. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Brittany. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. I don't know. We'll find one. Put them all in. Layer it. 